Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Coming to you from the X Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Adventure Lounge. My name's Jagger. And I'm Zach. And we're on Real Nerds. Come check out the awesome crossover episode. Unofficially, the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2019 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is James and Zach and Brad. Welcome, everybody, to a wonderful new movie review. Because every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw a simple plan. Except for me, I had to see the house with the clock in the walls because a simple plan. No, we were not a I mean, simple favor. Favor. <laughs> I have Sam Raimi on my mind. A simple favor. Um, I couldn't find anybody to watch my kid. Oh, so you, you saw a clock in the wall. So I saw a clock in the wall. Cool. Um, well, great. Because I really wanted to see this movie, uh, the movie that you guys saw. Mm-hmm. Um, because, one, I haven't seen a trailer for it, so I have no idea what it's about. And this movie's made, what, like $30 million so far? Yeah. yeah. I've never, I haven't seen, I've seen a poster. Uh, we y- saw uh, one trailer yeah. for it um, early on. Right. I didn't. I thought it was a comedy because it had Paul Feig's name on it, <laughs> and then literally watched the trailer on Friday, and then told Brooks, "I was like, you should probably come to this. <laughs> it's way cooler than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I saw well, Jack Black. When we, <laughs> when, we, when we get to the review, <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the review, uh, we'll tell you whether or not you should go see it. Awesome. And then we'll play a trailer and ruin the movie for you. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we also talk about movie news. Some movie news this week. Some yeah. marvelous mo- news. Oh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Look at me just, I'm so clever. You're I wonder good. if anyone knows what You're I'm so talking good. about. No one could. Um, and if you subscribe to us on Stitcher, sorry, I don't know what's going on with that thing. Um, for Does some, anyone? No. Um, I don't I know why it, it didn't update. Good thing I download mine on iTunes Podcast. It shows up every day. No, don't use iTunes. Or you can stream it from our website. Yeah, or just get any RSS feed on a, like a good platform. Or iTunes. Yeah. No, not iTunes. Or iTunes. No. We don't get any money from iTunes. They take, from they, <laughs> iTunes keeps all the money and doesn't give it to any of the artists. They hold Aww. it. That's why we've never gotten paid for this shit. Mm. That's why? you keep telling people iTunes. Can I just distribute CDs out on the street? I thought it was our normal our Could. We'd make more lack money of talent. That our shows don't money. fit on a single CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
really true. Oh, it's true. We'd probably need like that like, multi-disc thing you yeah, do. Yeah, each episode life. would be a three-disc set. <laughs> um, but before we start, Brad, your uh, Blu-rays you're making look awesome. Oh my Thank gosh, you. where so do you find an orange Blu-ray case? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> really? They just make? I didn't know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a, it's uh, he buys a lot of Nickelodeon Blu-rays and then throws away whatever was inside and then swaps his movie out. I do remember that, like Harry in the sp- Harry at the, the spy in the, the orange case. Orange I know it was so cool. Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah, oh. um, it's not easy. Uh, the orange ones are just oddly enough, luckily for Van Damme, the most available ones. Really? But like, I got some clear pink ones for Thunderbolt that mm-hmm. I'm actually going to use for the movie someday. Oh, cool. Instead, um, but they're like on eBay from like one guy, and he has them available. One time that I was able to really? find, yeah, to wow. get, yeah. So like, some like one dude just manufactured. No, I'd like okay. In other countries, they ma- they actually manufacture them quite frequently, but oh. in order to get them in the U.S., you know, that guy has to go through them. So it's like an intermediary gotcha. and gotcha. Yeah, because you know, I always thought it was cool because you know, Avengers: Age of Ultron had that really cool. I call it candy red, um, snap case. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has those uh, every every once in a while. One pops through. Incredible Hulk. Um, the green I, one, yeah. yeah, the green ones. Yeah. I think it'd be cool because uh, I mean, the first Ant Man's like charcoal. Um, you know, I would always do that to change it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's some that are like sparkly gold and hmm. bronze colored ones. Um, the X-Men clear yellow. A- the X Men Apocalypse one that I have on the shelf over there is like a silver grayish kind of kind of oh, looking yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also did like uh, taking a piece like a cat tin top off on one year oh that was cool and the food yeah. looks really gross but it's really <laughs> funny um, i mean that's what food. that's what albacore tuna looks like right in the right uh, in the can because <laughs> in the movie he eats the yeah. tuna yeah yeah no it's great is it obvious that the multicolor things are straws no yeah yeah i'd say so i guess i didn't look close enough okay yeah they, i'd they, have to look they, at it, it again they, they, i think it takes a minute but then once you like see it like okay. like but because that's the prop from that year so mm. oh nice. oh Oh, did you try to get the prop into everyone? No, I just like... Or these it, were we good? Well, I, I put Easter eggs, you know, where I can. So yeah. I, I was trying to find it because the background for that photo was just like a marble countertop. It didn't feel right. Mm. So I I, so I I can line up these colored straws and it'll look like art, but it'll actually be the straw. <laughs> no, they're all great. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of other Easter eggs I did. Uh, so is this... Um, are, are you just making copies just for yourself or are you like, okay, getting you them in bulk too to give to others? Well, mostly like... I like a bare minimum as many people that were on the team when I did them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, more popular stuff like Van Damme. Um, it actually costs less to do more. Like, so Van Damme, I'll probably print 50. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like, I only really need probably 30. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I can't imagine selling more than two or three. Leagues. I'll buy 10 copies and give them to all my friends and family. Sweet. Yeah. And then they'll um, be like, what's this? Are you ever going to do like a, like a set where you can buy all the 40 hour film festivals for one low price? I might do that. Um, instead of, but a, that's like 10 of them. <laughs> instead of a criterion C, it's a criterion B. Yeah. <laughs> all the decisions swirl. Brad yeah. Tyrion. <laughs> um, I'm doing like all the decisions. I'm trying to make a 20th anniversary disc right, oh, cool. na- right now too. Uh, so then that has like 72 videos on it. And actually, uh, I'm kind of stuck on that in the Van Damme one. Cause with all the bonus features, it might be more than one disc. Wow. Cause wow. I, cause the 40 hour, uh, conception one filled up the entire Blu-ray. Did it really? Yeah. But it wasn't the, it wasn't the movie itself. Cause that's like seven minutes, but it was all the bonus material. 
So is it a 25 gig disc or 50? 50 or 25. 25. Yeah. And so, they're all they're all BD minus R pressed, so um yeah, they're not replicated, they're duplicated discs. Hmm. So they're not like just put in any player and it works. It's got to be. I mean, at this point, all the players probably read. I can say I don't even know stars. a player that doesn't read those now. Well, my first Blu-ray player won't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. Because now, like stuff like Warner Archives is all is uh, uh, Blu-ray rewritable. Yeah, yeah. rewritable. Yeah. But they they can still probably print. Like I think you have to. Well, the place I'm doing it, you have to order really a minimum of 500 to do the replication process, mm. and everything less than that is duplicated. Gotcha. So like that. But I imagine Warner does print more than 500, so they're probably still... I mean, they're manufactured on demand, but... Yeah. Yeah. But they don't care. Does anyone have because... one? We can actually look at it. Um, the Porky Pig... Uh, or no, the... the yeah, go down to the bottom shelf right in front of you. Here. That, no, turn to your left. Go Great look for podcast. Yankee Doodle this Dandy. This is the best. Look for, <laughs> look for Yankee Doodle Dandy at the bottom gonna... shelf. <laughs> it sounds like you're joking. But we also talk about movies that are coming out. Movie <laughs> news. Uh, he grabbed it. He grabbed it. Yay. Oh. Uh, Listen, as Brad searches through someone else's Blu-ray collection. <laughs> He's looking at a movie. He's looking um, at a James The Tandy Alamo film. Fright Fest is coming up. Ooh. Um, or what's it called? I'm Fright sorry. Fest? What is Fantastic uh, Fest. Fantastic Fest, sorry. Yeah. And Fantastic Fest, uh, you can, it only, it's only in Denver and a couple other cities that they'll be uh, available. And um, I'm going to... Beverly Laughlin, if anyone else wants to get tickets. <laughs> What's that? That's that movie's there. What one is that about again? I don't know. It's from whoever did the Greasy Strangler. That's right. Yeah. I heard it's very unusual. Yeah, That's all right. probably. When is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think know, it's I, like October 29th. Maybe. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also doing a Dismember at the Alamo. Oh no, no, it's it's like next weekend because everyone's weekend? posting their badges. Oh, it is. Yeah, badges. September. Yeah. September. Um, I'll be just dismember at the Alamo. I didn't actually get a ticket for it. My cousin Lisa, who listens to the show, thanks Lisa, oh, yeah. emailed me and she said, "Hey, you want to go? I have an extra ticket." I'm like, "Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, should be fun, cool, yeah." Hey, Brad, what's happening around town? Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. This week at the drive-in, <laughs> like there's no song. Interesting. Uh, I do have a song. I was waiting for you to start. Uh, <laughs> this week at the drive-in, <laughs> you should put that Weird Al song at the drive. No, it's the drive-through. Never mind. <laughs> um, so the first. Uh, uh, anyway, this week, which is what's what's today, <laughs> September uh, the twenty second. Twenty second. I work so much. I don't even know. What I just have to be clear is. because the episodes we're talking about that, right? timely That's stuff that isn't showing up <laughs> <laughs> timely. So. No, all our stuff is up now. Yeah. Uh, but this episode is referring to the weekend of September 22nd, which the drive-in is showing Searching, okay. the, the Nun, and Crazy Rich Asians. What is Searching? Is that a movie where the internet kills people? No. no John John Cho's daughter yeah. is yeah. Something like that, though, isn't it? Oh, okay. But she might have wanted to disappear. He oh, doesn't okay. know that. I've heard it's actually the one of the better movies to utilize that whole face yeah it's very like oh, okay uh not very wide release but it's made some money cool so. yeah and i think the whole thing is on a computer screen it sounds so. like a movie where the internet kills people no like that's, the, well, and, that, and maybe that's, that's why that's dark, it's better than it might be the dark, dark net yes yeah. well, super those, death what was that movie like, what is up with those stupid names i mean it's a, a sauerberg movie but it's unsane and then it's unfriended oh uh, yeah right no. What? Um, is yeah. unsane a word? No. 
Yes, it is. Is I, it really? I, guys, yeah. I got to go to the gym so I can get unbig. I'm, 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 <laughs> uh, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm unsane, so we're good. <laughs> okay. Unsane in the membrane? <laughs> yes. You know it. Um, and then uh, the, midnight the, the Midnight at the Esquire this week is The Room and Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, um, yeah, there's always that. Uh, but the following week, uh, October 5th and 6th, is Beetlejuice. Oh. Right on. Um, with with absolutely no... Uh, Can I like, see the five minutes of Beetlejuice? <laughs> <laughs> is there an option for that? <laughs> this week, completely out of context, Brooks just randomly told me, I'm never going to watch The Room. Okay. Why? Oh. <laughs> Why is she opposed to... I think the longer she gets away from the disaster, it's the more uncomfortable she is with like how bad it is. She's like, no, I don't need to watch that. Apparently, it's free on YouTube now, so. Uh, as it should be. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, just tell her you're not experiencing joy. That's all. Aww. Just walk away. Um, and then Tuesday, uh, September 25th, uh, open screen nights, second to last show. 7 o'clock, Bug Theater. Come on down, screen some stuff. Hmm. I just recently dug up some old things that I'll be showing. Cool. Some really, really old things. <laughs> Are, are we on this week's Sexpot Comedy stream? Uh, I think we are. I, they didn't I send so me too. any promotions this week, but I think it's just on autopilot now. Yeah. So, Have you watched it? I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's, like it's very weird. The Denver's version of Adult Swim, which yep. I think is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not quite as funny, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's unique enough where I think people should watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't. Because everything's so small. So if, yeah. it, it reminds me of Robot Chicken, like Adult Swim. If you don't like the one thing, the next thing is probably be okay. Yeah, and they don't hear like, to the, like, here's the thing for 15 minutes, here's the thing for 15 minutes. It's like, here's our thing. Then they do, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of stand-up, and then yeah. there's, like, two minutes of some animation, and then yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's all over the place. There's no, like, set, um, I guess structure to it it's so yeah. this could be a minute it could be four minutes it's a comedic mixtape on super shuffle yes yeah. there you wow go. man that that was a tagline yeah yeah it's Sex cool. comedy i'm just saying call me I'll, I'll come up with some taglines for your for your for your stuff um but yeah they're, they're currently building and i guess they're doing like this is considered a season of it uh and they're building a second one so i'm trying to generate new content for that so cool get nice. some more exposure um what else? Uh, Thursday, uh, September 27th, is the Action Figure Film Festival at The Bug. Um, and that's uh, had a little controversy because controversy it, it was the G.I. Joe Film Festival. And the Hasbro stepped in and said, like, you can't use that name anymore oh. that you've been doing for, like, five years. So it's now the Action Figure Film Festival. And it's all action figure stop motion movies. Don't call them cool. dolls. <laughs> that's right. And then jumping ahead, uh, the, <laughs> the Denver Film Festival is coming around October 31st through, number, through November 11th. Yay. And Formerly the, the Stars Film Festival. Yeah, like 10 years ago. I know. It's not that <laughs> that's, that's what Zach hangs on to because he was there. I don't know if you know a little film called Twombly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention it. You did. <laughs> But you mentioned the old name, so we had to mention it. No, I'm actually curious. I didn't. I don't know when it stopped being the stars one. I don't know when they dropped it. It when stars stopped showing movies. I don't. Know. <laughs> when stars moved out of Denver, I guess well, the same year they stopped their company Overture is the year they. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, because I think it's self-sustaining now at this point, like in terms of th through the city and stuff. Um, it's in the car. I wonder what they're going to show this year. Um, I might be able to tell you. Did they have an opening night and a closing night and a middle of the week? No, they haven't announced it yet. They they're only just doing the package. The things uh -oh. already. I bought a six pack. 
So you bought a six pack? I did. Right on. Films for you and your friends. Oh, I thought you meant a six pack of something else. No, uh, at a discounted rate. So hopefully they show something worth six six appearances. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. Nice busy week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, movie news is what we do. It's real news. There is so much. Yeah. And most of it is fun. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with trailers? Sure. Cool. Do you want to start with Mary Poppins? <laughs> sure. It's a really good trailer. It is. Mm-hmm. It's when you want... I, I put it on Twitter. When you want something in a trailer and it delivers. Because I don't want them to really spoil the movie, but they spoil enough of it. Where my favorite line, actually, in the whole trailer is uh are you here to save the banks kids and she says yes and you too <laughs> and it's <laughs> right. she's talking about the old kid oh i love yeah. it oh mm-hmm. man yeah love emily blunt yeah i bet you she's at so the end awesome. they fly a kite <laughs> maybe to the highest heights i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know high, I'm just saying. all i know is i got to see dick van dyke dance again oh, yes. no that i wanted so good. also i didn't realize meryl streep was in that movie yeah. oh what, the when, cast is incredible what was that was that already announced or did yeah. she just pop in out of nowhere I'm sure it was announced it was just like uh she surprises me every time she pops up in things well, he, yeah. she's in a lot of the director's movies yeah rob marshall oh, yeah. yeah unfortunately she's in into the woods unfortunately yeah i was gonna say she's unfortunately playing the witch from into the woods in this movie so that's that that part is <laughs> she was nominated for an oscar for that performance sure great <laughs> wait oh i'm sorry wait, are you are you pretending it's news to me that meryl streep got nominated for an oscar I know. oh my god <laughs> just wait how did she possibly I, make that I happen i don't know what else she's doing this year but we may have to just nominate her for mama Mia too. Uh, I bet she will be. Give anyway. it to somebody else. <laughs> it's just a nomination. I do like. Or, yeah. Or yeah, we can okay. re- retroactively award her for the post. They should just call the it the the Meryl uh, the Meryl Street the Meryl <laughs> the Merrills. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, I was the uh, Merrills. That, that trailer played before the movie I oh. saw, and it was great. Oh, man, it's great on the I big can't screen. Wait to see it. Yeah. Um, just because she's amazing, you know. And there, she just wrapped the Jungle Cruise. Mm. Where I wasn't really, I'm like, Joe, movie on the Jungle Cruise, and you hear the rock, and she, she's in it. Yeah. And then they have these really funny behind the scenes videos. Yeah, they're really they're good. They're great. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to see it now. We also got a trailer for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Co starring yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, the, as, as tends to be true for some of the Marvel movies, like, this is this is one where I watched it and I was like, this isn't the best trailer I've ever seen, but it's still like it's just exciting to start yeah. seeing it, some marketing for yeah, it. It serves a purpose. Exactly, yeah. And and Brad and I were talking about it uh one morning. I was like, you know, the weird thing about this is like this is the first time that a a movie like is all that one of their movies is is uh is introducing its main character since yeah. since Doctor Strange, right? Cuz like yeah. Black Panther was introduced in Civil War, but like the movie didn't rest on Black Panther, yeah. and so this is again the first time since Civil War, since Doctor Strange where it's like, oh, you you have to make me like this character. And similarly, this is one where it's a big concept, and like, you know, she's got a cat with a dimensional portal in its neck, like, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's a there's a lot, and it, the cat's on the poster. The cat's yeah. on the poster. It's um, it, it's a lot to unpack, and I think there's enough where people who aren't Marvel fans or Captain Marvel fans go, oh, she's really strong. Yeah. And then people that are Marvel fans go, oh, that's right. She used to be a jet pilot. And then she's got fused with alien blood. 
and she's super strong, and she punches an old lady because she's a scroll. Spoiler. Oh, yeah. There's a trailer. There's a, <laughs> You get to watch her punch an old lady in the trailer. It's great. And the first time I watched it, I thought, was there no setup for that? Like, I had to think about it and then realize, like, okay, I know why she's punching the old lady. But do other people just think that this woman punches old ladies? A lot of, a lot of people are turning that into a millennials versus boomers meme. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, oh. and it's funny because there was an article on the Hollywood Reporter that detailed why she's punching an old woman. <laughs> now, chances are it's a scroll, but what if she's just confused and just decks an old be. lady? Well, there, there's a quick little the shot. End. Yeah, there's a quick little shot where the old lady has like this evil smile, yeah. and you go like, "Okay, you're a scroll." Like, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a good trailer. I'm excited. It looks fun. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, good. it is interesting because you know you mentioned. That this is the longest I think I've gone without any news from Marvel. Yeah, they're doing like a great job. What's not only Captain Marvel? Because everybody's dead, man. Yeah, and half Avengers. of the team at Marvel is gone. Wait, we didn't you didn't decipher that photo yet? Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. There's like so like people that tore it apart. It can't be Endgame. Like they said, it's a spoilery title. Like how is Endgame spoilery? Because Doctor oh. Strange says it in the movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a black and white photo. Maybe it's Avengers black and white photo. That's the title. <laughs> well, there's also a dude I who, know, who found creative. four A's in it for Avengers four. And even Kevin Feige is like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. When I asked, Kevin Feige said, hold on, let me just finish my champagne. You know what's not going to define whether that movie's good? The subtitle. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But it, is, okay. it is really fascinating because they <laughs> only have announced to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. So Well, that's because that title is like actually kind of cool in the void that we live in right now you know? yeah um so i'm interested to see what they're gonna I, I know they hired the director for the eternals which that seems like a really tough property to sell to people but yeah i thought guardians of the galaxy wouldn't work what do i know maybe yeah. it's avengers snap your fingers you know, like, <laughs> that the inhumans show was just such a hit that they figured like well <laughs> anyway they put that in imax um, <laughs> remember guys <laughs> I, I actually feel bad because I was going to put this story up front uh, in honor of Henry, who's not here right now, uh, because Space Jam 2 is still happening and Ryan Coogler is going to make it. He's not <laughs> yeah. director yet, but still. He's going like, to produce it, yeah. <laughs> How fast I got going, matter. too. It's, it's, I know. It's like, man, that's probably why LeBron went to the Lakers. Not only the money. But now he's in Hollywood, and it's easier for him to make the movies he wants to make. And that's and... how the movie can start, is he's moving to his new house in L.A., and all of a sudden, like, he's he's got to fix the plumbing in his house, and he digs a hole, and there's a rabbit What comes out of it. Uh-oh. And he's and the rabbit pops out and says, I knew I should have taken a left turn in Albuquerque. Right. Yeah. Um, but and I then, guess if you go to L.A., know, you would take a left turn. Some kind of bad guy pops up, um, you know... Uh, yeah. and, and if, Nike. If you LeBron know, is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a swish. Right. Um, if LeBron is as good as he is in Trainwreck, I think we're okay. Oh yeah, I he, forgot about he's that. Good in that movie. If yeah. uh, it says Justin, it says Justin Lin's out as director though. So I'm just saying we need to get uh, Warner Brothers uh, to be aware of Henry and let him. It's make true, the movie. Henry. Henry, this is your call to action. You need yeah. to make Space Jam two. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think call if, Ryan Coogler. if Henry doesn't make it, then. Then none I'm not seeing it. Then none yeah. of us make it. Because no one, no, no one will have as much passion no. for Space Jam 2 as Henry. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it's it's good that he's not making it because when you like when you work on something, you get really close to the material, you <laughs> yeah, might start to hate right. it. I guess yeah. that's true. So yeah. taking a step back, yeah. still enjoy like, it. Maybe just be a producer. <laughs> give the ideas to the director. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. They just need to talk to him. Yes. They need to vet it with him just to make sure he's good with it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things they need to vet with real nerds, um, 
They uh, Netflix has bought the rights to turn Avatar: The Last Airbender into a live action TV show. And M Night Shyamalan's coming back is what you're I'm going to hit you really hard. <laughs> Do you think it worked? I Don't bring worked. that shit into this <laughs> nice, holy place. Bring me your elderly. Uh, He's got to be done with glass by now, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's not working on anything. They Twist didn't, they the didn't even show. pronounce the names right. This isn't an adaptation from the book. Ong. In the show, they tell you how to say their names. Ong. <sighs> uh, Christopher Nolan ignored the uh, animated series pronunciation of Hazal Ghul. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's a he's Christopher Nolan. He's <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he can do whatever he he's wants. He's a British man, but he was born in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the only reason I think it's exciting is because maybe it'll get more than three seasons, and they'll just get well, to I think like, have work some adventures. Probably better as you know a, a series, anyways, where you let it breathe. Well, I mean, the original series was a series. It just you know, yeah. I don't know. No, I get this, it. But, yeah, but I mean, um, instead of a live action movie, get a live action oh, series. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, instead of the film, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what I don't want is for them to just remake the the cartoon show. Like, I I I almost wish that they just bought the rights to Avatar and then just made a different season, like a different um, series. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but whatever. Like, I would I would just want things to be new. Otherwise, it's like okay, now it's instead of being cartoons, like you have to. Make the flying bison out of CG. Like, why don't, why don't you do it like they're do, trying to do that Lord of the Rings TV show, th- at least as is how they're pitching it, where it's a story that takes place in that same oh, world. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would. That's what I would ideally love. And that's is... what I'm kind of betting on because you've got enough fans who, we or, they, they already tore. They they already no because they already tore. It's like M me, Night. man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're right. They tore M Night up enough that anybody who takes that is fully aware of the baggage they're handling. Yeah, so they know how to make sure it doesn't get torn up in the travel. Yeah, and you know, whatever they do, it'll be fine. Uh, even if they fuck it up, like you know, if and when I ever have kids, I will still have my Blu-rays of the original that I can show them. Yeah, it'll be okay. And yep. they'll be like, "Dad, um, this is boring." But like I said, <laughs> my hope would just be that they go do something fun. Don't just take you know the J.J. Abrams episode and make it live action. Like no one needs that um, because it's already good. <laughs> um, uh, footnote news: uh, Robert Redford miss it, uh, regrets telling everybody he's retiring, so maybe he's not retiring. <laughs> and um, after that, he said Hail Hydra, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, who wants to talk about <laughs> the Joker? Sure. I mean, it. Jared Leto. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. You know, screen testing as the Joker. Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. Brad, what do you think? <laughs> it's one of those like, hey, th- there's very little to go on, so I'm not going to make any but, judgments. Right, it's that, a camera that, test, uh, guys. <laughs> that face is reminiscent of the mask that uh, Heath Ledger wears at the beginning of The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. So my guess is that he wears it before he falls into Ace Chemicals or something. There you go. Or even if not, who cares? Yeah. I mean, if it's a, like, I mean, really, he shaved re- his mustache. It seems really, really grounded. Yeah. You know? Like, I know. I, I made the joke. It's like, look, it's the Joker who looks like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the thing of him, I guess they're trying to go for his look from, uh, um, what's the Joker story? Why can't I remember the Joker story right now? The killing love joke? Love the killing joke. Killing joke, yeah. Where he, they give him a backstory. kind of yeah. looks like that guy. Yeah. No, I think people should be prepared that it's not going to be very close to the source material at all. I think this is one of those where... Oh, sure. It's going to be a, a trim... If you, if you complain that... <laughs> 
DC movies have strayed too much from the like. Get ready because I, I don't feel like this is gonna be sure very close to anything you've seen before. So. And, you know, you should you should be able to make your own movie and comic yeah. book. When people complain about not being close to source material, I can probably point to like eighteen different Jokers, and he he also said that uh, it depends on what version he wants to tell. Yeah, so you can just be a different version of the Joker because right now they're in the comics are dealing with there's maybe more than one Joker. Yeah. So you never know. If this film doesn't somehow get to actual production, they can use that test footage to sell them on Joaquin Phoenix in the Bozo the Clown biopic, though. <laughs> and I think he could finally get his Oscar that way. What would make you think that this movie wouldn't just get to production? They they greenlight whatever random thing they think of. I'm just saying, accidents happen. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll be great. I actually Hopefully it'll I be the care. best one. <laughs> and it, it, it did what he wanted to. They're talking about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you already and create awareness true. for and it. This isn't, uh, this isn't new. For, like, it's, it's funny to me that like the Joker specifically is a character where this happens, where it's like the shot of Heath Ledger comes out and everybody's like, oh, no, man, this is terrible. And then the shot of Jared Leto comes out and everybody's like, oh, no, man, this is terrible. And then the shot of Joaquin Phoenix comes out and we're all like, oh, all right, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know. Is Martin Scorsese still producing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we know you'll li- you won't like it. No, I won't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's oh, just a producer. Oh, surprise! Surprise! Any anything that touches Mar- Mar- Martin Scorsese, Scorsese makes another movie about people I shouldn't like. <laughs> He's really stretching his yeah. Create, create. My goodness. Um, uh, Disney this week said that. Uh, they're going to slow down on Star Wars movies or something. They're just going to slow down on Star Wars. We don't know what this means. So instead of May, it just be December. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Honestly, that's what we all kind of said. If they had just released Solo in the fall instead of in the spring, everybody would have been happy. Well, I think even after Episode Nine, you probably take a year off and put the Boba Fett movie out. Yeah. Build up the anticipation yeah, so a little to, more. Trying to get to one every year just that quickly. Even Marvel didn't do that. Yeah. You know? And also, like, Marvel operates on a different, like run of like situation whereas star wars kind of feels like it should feel special each time you see it even if it is going to be a spinoff and marvel had you know 40 years 50 years of comics to go off of 60 years of comics to go off the story was already there with with star wars they gotta go make the shit up like and so unfortunately it was you know okay we have the news the new ones that we're making where you know they're really really well written get fucked everybody anyway um (laughs) And and then in the in the middle of that, you just have these ones where they're like, well, what if we fill in this gap here, or you know, where did this guy get his name, you know? And they're fun because again, they don't I wanna, enjoy those movies because they don't want to go to uh, a certain man in the um, in the at the Skywalker Ranch and talk well, yeah, to him. But he didn't write them either. No, I didn't. The, the, all those lies for twenty years about books being on shelves, like we all we all also saw the documentary where you sat down with a blank piece of paper and started writing episode one they were actually hollowed out books where i hid my weed yeah because that's how i was able to write episode one um come see my movies in my basement (laughs) i mean i i would hope that by slow down i hope they mean we're gonna take our time and pick the projects that we think are actually really good and give them time to breathe and be made well my 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 issue with it and like because like i feel like it should be an every other year at the very least thing because like I, I wasn't super, like, I was, like, Force Awakens, like, Brad can attest to this. We we went to that movie a shit ton of times in the theater. Yeah. I only went to Rogue One once. May, I, oh, no, twice. And then Last Jedi, obviously, because I was injured, I could only go once. But even then, like, I wasn't, like, overtly excited before seeing it. Like, when I walked out, I was blown away. But 
It's just like it, the anticipation wasn't the same. Well, you're not because get... I knew I was getting another one, the, right. Like in a couple of months, so yeah, it didn't I, the, feel special anymore. There's never going to be a time again. Hopefully, there's never going to be a time again where Star Wars is as uncool as it was four years ago, mm. and then you have this opportunity to see something that really excites you. Yeah, like they're never going to get that back. Yeah. Um, again, it's not. It's not about like the quality of the films. It's just the anticipation factor is kind of gone for me at this point. Yeah. Because no, sure. Iger and Horn already told me I'm going to get one for the rest of my life every every year, other year, whatever. But Yep. Yeah. Cool. Ryan, you know what I'll else we're going to get? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What's that? We're going to get more Veronica Mars. I know. Um, I love it. Yeah, so Hulu is making a revival series? We don't yeah. know how long. I heard you eight know? episodes. Yeah. And um, then if that does well, they'll do more. I think they have ideas for three seasons. That'd be uh, cool. But I, I I love to see Kristen Bell back as Veronica Mars. I, yeah. I mean, I think it was number nine in my film explosion a couple of years ago. Veronica yeah. Mars movie. Yeah. Because uh, I love the characters. Yeah. Um, like her dad and her together is always great. Yeah, that show was so good. Yep. It's yeah. well done. And I think the series, like I like the movie. The the series I think works better just because that way you you can tell a bit longer story, yeah. but also not not force it to move too fast through that that mystery. I agree. You know, that's part of what was so great about the TV show was you had this season long mystery that you could like over. Yeah, and then I mean, even the first major mystery didn't get wrapped up till season three. So yeah, that's true. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it is very so long. Cool. So that's over like seventy episodes. Yeah, that was great. Man. Love me some Veronica Mars. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, and then the very last piece and of her news... perfect eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're referencing something that I missed. <laughs> yeah, you you used to think that she had crooked eyes. That was you, Kristen Bell. No, I'm sure I, you guys. No, nope. no, 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 no. We're not remembering that wrong. <laughs> and now you're fucking with us more. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> so messed up. You actually had me for a second. I was like, wait, wait. I was like, no, she's gorgeous. What are you talking about? And um, caring. Yeah, if you like misplaced eyes, sweet, and she can, <laughs> and she, she marries can... below her. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's super mean to Dax oh, Shepard. Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> he seems like he's no, a nice he's a guy. great guy. There's yes. been a couple you know stories what? about him in the news recently. I'm sure I'm like, she's. Him. I'm sure because I know she's so great. The fact that she is in love with him means that he must be amazing. Yeah, it's true. Just not at making a chips movie. She right, yeah. We don't talk about that. Uh, you know what? She was in it because she supports him. That's the kind of wife you need. She very, was. I haven't seen it. I, it didn't look bad. I just didn't see it. Yeah, very last bad. piece of news I have is: look at this Lego Porg. <laughs> Did you buy it already? No, but I want one. <laughs> look at it. I asked. Uh, its mouth opens so it can cell, yell. Is that a cell phone next to it? No. It the the ideas things or not the um it's a it's a it's a little thing like a little plaque. That comes next to it. Oh, I'm um, trying to get like I thought it was a they, size comparison. They, no, they do that. It's supposed to be life size. Oh, when I did the panel with Giannis, who plays Chewbacca in Star Wars, I asked him what pork tastes like, mm. and he said it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but then he felt really bad. You can open its mouth. <laughs> so even when he wasn't in character, he was in character. So it looks like oh, no, Funzo from The Simpsons. If you flap its wings, you, it opens its mouth. Does it make sense? So that's how it screams. Does it, does it actually scream? No. Does a sound processor in it? It does in my head. Can you eat it like Chewbacca could if you wanted to? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Yeah. 
It should, it should, come, it yeah, should I mean, come with like a it's little... gonna rip up my intestines, but yeah. it should come it's with like a real, little guys. Lego fake roasted chicken. Zach, you're just as fake as the one in Zach. Why aren't you on the show? Uh, I ate too many Legos. <laughs> so the funniest age of reappropriation of a Lego set okay. that I've seen is um, for Kellen's birthday. Our friend Matt got him a Jurassic World like T Rex escape. I saw that and. Instead of having a goat, it's a hot dog that the T-Rex gets lured out with. Aww. So it's like a, a hot dog's on a crane instead of a goat. I'm Aww. like, that's pretty funny. Neat. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. And you go for a goat with blood and guts on it, but what do I know? Uh, anyway, I think that's the news. Unless there's something else I forgot about that you guys know about. Um, Great. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, this is coming <laughs> out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Again, there's a lot of shit this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween is coming out on 4K. Yes, the one, uh, not the only the, the new one, but the original. Yeah, I don't know if it's something I need to upgrade. But then I was reading reviews on High Def Digest, and they said it looked good. But I don't think I'm going to upgrade it. Yeah, I, I heard it has less stuff than you it, know. All the it other does. Yeah, well, oh, that, really? that's that's just a given because Anchor Bay doesn't want to put money into that after what they did with the box set. But. Mm. It's going to have those same features that are really cool, like the night she came home yeah. and stuff like that. The, ma- the the key thing is getting that HD transfer, that 4K scan. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean... It... I'm going to do it. I, you can see well, I've got plenty of copies. Okay. Well, <laughs> when, when you get it, I'll borrow it and I'll... Yeah. Say, I've watched watch it, it in 4K. Done. You know yeah. what? I, I have no problem spending 17 bucks for you to take it back up to Auto <laughs> Springs. <laughs> right. uh, plus, you loan me the burning, so... Yeah, I did I, th- I call this an even trade Probably if I... Probably wow. equal in quality of film. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying the burning <laughs> probably should have gotten a revival by David Gordon Green. <laughs> uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, the best vice. Uh, uh, a Ron Zuba's Howard awesome. film, Solo, a Star Wars story. Right. Yes. Uh, it's about a rivalry. <laughs> um, it is about a rivalry. Uh, has a really so good car scene. <laughs> it does. Uh, and everyone should see it. Kind of like Rush. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, it's out on 4K and like 16 different Steelbook editions that you can get at every location near you. I want the one that has a picture of Jabba the Hutt, even though he wasn't in the movie. Mm. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, the whole X Men collection is getting a, a 4K release this week. How much? Um, I don't care. <laughs> the, co- the, co- the cover is the X Men United cover, so I just moved on. Oh, that's I was already uh, like out of hey, it. Hey, that la- I, said I don't all even the time. know. The I last don't... scene where Wolverine's trying to stop Phoenix is awesome. The music's really great yeah. in that. All right, now now I have to go back because I don't. Okay, it's just the first three. Yeah, because I think the other ones are already on 4K. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Well, okay, but if you were doing a collection fair. set, you could do like all nine films or whatever. Scene, scene where after Magneto's gotten the shot, and he just looks around and goes like, "Watch, have I done?" Like that would be <laughs> a kind of cool collection. Uh, of course, I guess they're putting out another one of those movies or something. Yeah. So. Well, my older brother has had Logan forever, and I'm really worried because I have the steel book that you can't get anymore with in 4K. Yeah. So what, when did that come out on Blu-ray? Last year. Last year. year. I haven't had it in like six, seven months. Oh, oh! I well, see what you're saying. if it is destroyed, then we'll we'll cover for you. <laughs> That's like 150 bucks or something. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, American Psycho has got a 4K release this week. I still Why never seen that. Releases like... the weirdest movies on 4K. Um, I don't even know why I clicked on it. Um, I've I've got a Blu-ray of it on the shelf. I still haven't watched it. Uh, it's all right. Criterion's putting out a movie I can't pronounce. And Andre Rublev. Andre Lubre- Rublev. Mm. 
Very, very uh, specialized market for that one. Yes. Uh, the Wreck Collection that is coming out fun. on from Shout Factory. I like that first two. The first two. Um, I've then seen the other ones, so. Yeah. So you can get all of those from Aha! Shout Factory. Um, oh, I may have to go on also, Amazon. Also from Shout Factory. These are kind of out of order because I did this fast. So Sorry, we're, I'm we're doing these up front. Um, also from Shout Factory is Exorcist 2 The Heretic. This, this <laughs> is this the real Exorcist 2? Which yes. one is this? Yeah, the, yes. yes. This is the second Exorcist Yes. Film. It's okay. dumb but amazing. Okay. <laughs> it, is it? It is, su- it is. I will say this for are you. It are is you, extremely yeah. unique. Are you unsure whether the movie's dumb, Ryan? Oh, it's, no. It, it's so you're dumb. unsure whether it's amazing. Don't, don't, yes. don't get me wrong. Okay. Don't get me wrong. This movie is super, super dumb. So but. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. I haven't seen it in like 20 years. Uh-huh. I saw it on HBO. Uh-huh. And I, and you're talking to a guy who owns yeah. The Burning. And, <laughs> and I don't want to own that. <laughs> I do. I do for completest purposes. But also, like, I like the stories about the making of that film. Oh yeah, it's crazy. definitely more than the movie because it's insane. They got a new interview with Linda Blair for it too, so that'd be interesting to see. I don't know why she agreed to do that. Maybe because it's money. money. I do it. I fucking I do porn. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying was... for money. Okay. I'm just, I'm <laughs> oh, saying, for money. I'd sell Thank my God. body. Yeah, I thought money. it was for other reasons, like <laughs> <Nope>. integrity. <laughs> <laughs> no, when uh, you when you go for money, guys, you just kiss integrity goodbye. <laughs> Not the only thing. Oh, so that's why I work uh, at the thrift shop. <laughs> so, uh, season three of DC's Legends of Tomorrow is that's out on three Blu-ray. seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that too. It's, it's, I really expected this to say the first and complete series. I guess I've never turned on CW, so it's, I don't know. It's yeah. quietly successful. Yeah, as with everything on CW. Um, they have their audience, I guess. Speaking of quietly successful, John Travolta's <laughs> Gotti film. Um, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it was quiet. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm Gotti, guys. What am I doing in court? That film did Cincinnati. Um, Can I hear the same common song three times in a row? (laughs) Uh, Span of two hours. Uncle Drew is out on 4K. Uncle Uh, Drew. Which is a Lionsgate film. Uh, I don't know anything about Uncle Drew, except Mm. that it's a new movie from this year with Shaquille O'Neal in it. See Henry's review on realnerdspodcast.com. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Grab your squad and go. Um... (laughs) The Punisher, uh, John uh, 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 John Travolta's Don. Uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. Thomas Jane's <laughs> The Punisher, uh, which I love. Is well, on know, I, I watched the it recently. It's way cheesier than I remembered. Yeah, it. yeah, but but for the time, it was, like, it was cheesy. A... Was what comic book movies were. Didn't that like, come out in, like, 2004? Yeah, and then we got... <laughs> yes. a, so after two Spider-Mans? And, and we got a yes. better version of it four years later with Warzone. Yeah, Warzone's pretty great, yeah. Uh, also coming out this week. Is it? 4K. Yeah. Nice. 4K? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm, like... I'm I'm on the internet a lot, and I don't remember not seeing... The, that's weird. Like, it's like, like there's Ryan just a lot of shit the weirdest this movies on 4K. Yeah. I guess there's, comic book. I there's guess even, like... Sense. there's Of course, there's always stuff that I skip, but there's, you know... The, yeah, like the Puppet Master... The, the Littlest Reich in 4K. <laughs> yeah. Fraggle Rock on Blu-ray. Yeah. You were going to ignore Fraggle Weed Rock. Wolf. Oh, Weed what? Wolf. <laughs> Weed Wolf. Is that a Charles Band movie? Uh, it's a... a Raw and Extreme unrated edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could only Wait, want that. Did you say Rod Extreme? <laughs> no, Raw and Extreme. Oh, Raw and Extreme. I'm like, what the fuck is Raw and Extreme? Uh, Criterion's also putting out uh, A Raisin in the Sun mm-hmm. this week. Uh, Hell yeah. Which is actually good. Um uh, from Severin, okay, here we go. From Severin this week is Anthropoph- 
Fagus. I don't know, but there's a dude. Uh, there's a dude on the cover. It's a. It's like a drawing. <laughs> it's a, a. Oh it, God, it, Weed Wolf is really good. Oh my God, it's like some stoner where they just added though. like thick eyebrows to is he, him. Is he eating a heart? What's in his right hand? Oh, That's guys, guys, I'm just saying. I think Tommy Chong's gonna Wait, finally no. get that Oscar. He's <laughs> using. He's smoking weed out of the human heart. He's using the guys. heart of the bong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's all kinds of wrong. But uh, it so wants to be right. This is a drawing of a man who's kneeling and eating his own intestines out of his body. It kind of mm. looks like Nicolas Cage from Mandy. It kind <laughs> of does, actually, yeah. Um, the Swarm is getting a release from uh, Warner Archives. What's The Swarm again? That's a B-50s movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know these the things because I used great. to watch AMC with my grandfather. I did played. too, but like I didn't yeah. see the bunch of the sci-fi ones. Mm. It was always like the Douglas Sirk melodramas oh, yeah. or a gangster movie. It's a bees movie. Bees <laughs> 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 movie. Love it. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Arrow. <laughs> Arrow this week is putting out the Day of the Jackal, um, <laughs> which is about real crime. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a true crime movie. Yeah. It's, in, it's a pretty intense flick. It, is. it won't be. Uh, no, actually. Uh, here, we'll do this one next. Uh, from Vinegar Syndrome, Body Melt, uh, which I think oh, all shit. of the. That's yeah. what I do when I go to the sauna. There's a there's a drawing of a person on the front, and half their body is melting. So, I think you're gonna get what they sell. <laughs> it looks like Dave Perner getting a wax figure made. <laughs> also, also from Vinegar Syndrome is the house on Tombstone Hill. Oh shit. Where trespassing is a matter of life or death. That cover looks kind of badass. I'd, I'd yeah, this is not bad. When we were uh, looking for houses, there is a place in Littleton off Chatfield that's literally called Crystal Lake Drive. No. And I tried so hard to get a house there. And then one came for sale, and I clicked on it, and it was $697,000. Oh, my goodness. So I don't think I can afford that one, but it'd be sweet to live on Crystal Lake Drive. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you, you know just what? petition the city to rename the one you're on? I should. I mean, it's only been Virginia Street for 130 years. I'm pretty sure I can get a name at Crystal Lake Drive. Or you can go up to Crystal Lake Drive and just kind of stand around there going like, you don't want to go there. You've yeah. got a death curse. <laughs> Dig a hole in your yard, fill it with water. <laughs> Done. Put a big post sign that says Crystal Lake. <laughs> the L's backwards. Uh, and then the last thing I have is from Arrow, uh, which is the winner for the least threatening title to a horror film, The Baby. And yet somehow the creepiest Aww. poster I've seen. Yeah. Oh, the poster's screwed up. I mean, not, I like, want my I diaper know. changed. <laughs> the, uh, it's well, not too far off there's from no, that. There's no baby on the cover. But someone's getting there's fed a, like one. Yeah, there's a woman feeding like a dude with a collar around his neck. Um, and then there's another woman who's just there. And then there's like three weird alien-looking ladies in the background, and there's lots of balloons. The balloons they, might be spaceships. Do they introduce the movie like Little Shop of Horrors? I think I think this is a movie about <laughs> the baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brian's doing the snapping for you can't see it, but it's amazing. And the diaper-clad, bottle-sucking baby. I have a feeling <laughs> horrifying. I have a feeling that the diaper-clad, bottle-sucking baby. Not a baby. <laughs> that's how you maybe a human. That's, maybe James, that's how you adult. announce if you and Brooks are going to have a kid. We're going to have a diaper clad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, I think this is the alternate cover for it. Uh, we yeah. Anyway, yeah, the baby. You can get that from Arrow this week. Oh, that's creepier than the first one we saw. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. spider over here. 
Ooh, kill I'll fire. kill it. No, there's two of them. Or you could oh, just man. pick it up and take it outside. Or just saying. No, just kill it. They're not supposed to be in the house. How are they going to learn? <laughs> it, how, did, is there a no spider sign on your door? How did it know? <laughs> uh, it's a house. If I, but if I let it bite me, I can be fought by Willem Dafoe. Oh, yes. This is the best podcast ever. Probably. L- listen, listen to as as Zach and Brad argue whether or not to kill a spider. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's Blu-rays this week. I didn't know Brad was so caring about other living creatures, Brad. No, that's adorable. Not caring about me. <laughs> Are you drinking the spider? Did you just drink the spider? Oh, my God. I just look up and he's just like taking a big old swig. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was trying to gain its powers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he totally fucked him. He's like split in half now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's alive, but his legs don't work. I cannot create. I can only destroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, that's gonna bite you later. No, that's yeah, okay. Got away. I had it coming. You know, I had it coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now there's a there, now there's a vi- that that spider's lover is going to come back for revenge Sweet. now that you've killed it. Spider lover. So when I'm going to sleep tonight, if I hear a faint version of that Kill Bill song, I'll know (laughs) that I'm first. I'm going to kill Brad. (laughs) No, the other one I said there was two, but no one listens to me. Right. (laughs) No, it's coming for you. You got to break its legs, too. This is how crime works, Brad. uh, So I've been playing Spider-Man. No. So yesterday, I um, when you have a I have to do so much shit. And so I got done, and uh, Laura went to work, and she's like, I'll see you later. I guess you'll probably be playing Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, right. It's going to be like 1130 at night. I'm not doing that. So I watched a couple movies, and it's like 11 o'clock, and I'm going to turn on Spider-Man. Yeah. And then I only just finished Act 1. Oh, okay, cool. And my Spider-Man's like leveled at level 30. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So... So now I'm yeah, starting to get into like you've the, done everything. Yeah, so I'm starting to get into like the demon like dens. Right, and I just you've, annihilate you've them. You just started the story. Yeah, but you're also almost max level. Yeah, so I'm already like super Spider Man. Right. Um, That's and awesome. I, I, I've learned that my favorite uh, like what's funny is that I think the story unlocks some of the some of the yeah the, uh, weapons though. It does. So it's like you're way max level, but you can't put all the points into all of the. I can't, and so like I'm at a point. So even the, I have the, a bunch of suits that are unlocked, but I can't mm-hmm. buy them because I need challenge tokens. Right, and I don't know what and the, the challenge are. Yeah, those are right. You don't have you don't have those. I don't know what they are. Did you get the black cat stuff? I got black cat because right. I was the challenge. The challenge tokens are in the story. They're not in a side story. Gotcha. That's why. So because I was playing it and Kellen likes watching it, and I had to finish finding all the kitty cats around town. Yeah. So I did that one pretty fast. Little kitties. And now my Spider Man is so fast and strong. I don't even fast travel. I can make it from one side oh, of the map to the other in like two minutes. Yeah. And yeah. every once in a while, I still do stuff when I'm web swinging. I'm like, oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> I love that game. But Mr. Negative's a bad guy. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's fun. So, yeah, level 30 Spider-Man. I'm like 10% done with the story. <laughs> yeah. Tell you should introduce, cool. introduce yeah. yourself to a person. Hi, I'm Ryan Frost, level 30 Spider-Man. <laughs> level 30 Spider-Man. <laughs> what are you um, only, level 23? Yeah. <laughs> Cool. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment I call, What Are We Watching? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Um, I'm going to list out here. Um, so I got around to watching, uh, Paradise PD, which you've been (laughs) (laughs) talking about. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, For the most part, it's not like my favorite thing, but, 
I think the thing, I'm surprised at how, like, there's always the, like, most cartoons have to fight with the Simpsons did it yeah. issue uh, at this point. But this one, like, shamelessly, like, it looks like it's drawn, like, Family Guy. Yep. And there's, like, the dog in it. It's basically Brian with a different <laughs> voice. Yeah. Um, they even have, like, South Park's The Devil in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't try to change that voice. It's, like, the Trey Parker version of The Devil. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, on that front... <laughs> it's like it's not creative at all yeah but it's it's but it's funny <laughs> and because, it's filthy which is great yeah it's super filthy it's just it's funny because of how far they push stuff yeah and every time you're like oh they're not going to go very much farther and then they have when the dog's wrestling and he like swings his dick around and calls it like the bread <laughs> propeller or, i don't even remember yeah it's just so much is going on in those and not every joke sticks but when they do they're pretty funny yeah and then uh dana snyder is the old man yep and actually a couple other he's also the, the the really fat cop yeah, so uh, I, I do. Uh, me and Brad have this fun moment from Dana Snyder from last year's Comic Con, where he would talk normally like he normally does, but then when he'd get really animated, he'd get into like Master Shake voice, mm-hmm. and me and Brad would look at each other and go, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> there's Master Shake." There he is. <laughs> yep, yep, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. He's, um, he's always somewhere on the spectrum between Marcus Phoenix from from Gears of War and Master Shake. <laughs> Uh, then I also watched Disenchantment. Oh. Speaking of the Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It's 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 serialized, so you oh. know I'm used to watching like Matt Groening stuff that is very episodic, and this uh, has a clear arc. Um, and um, yeah, so there's this princess who is a bit of a tomboy. She doesn't want to get married and be a princess. She just wants to live her life. And then there's magical elf named elfo (laughs) (laughs) all right all the elves in the kingdom uh, the magic elf kingdom all have just generic like you know their name is what they do or something (laughs) yeah like there's like bildo and (laughs) just add o to everything um and then there's like a little demon guy um who's basically the bender (laughs) of the show um, is it voiced by Joe DiMaggio? No, actually, Joe DiMaggio voices the king. Who sounds, who sounds like he's like a Brooklyn like a Brooklyn yeah. yard worker. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love yeah. it. So anyway, her mom um, was cursed by something. They're not sure. That's kind of the mystery. Hmm. Um, and so the king is trying to use elf blood to use its harness as magical powers to possibly undo the spell. Mm-hmm. So they keep using Elfo as a, a blood bank. So they just keep <laughs> siphoning his blood away. Um, and meanwhile, they're going on like, you know, when he has to recharge his blood, basically, he, they go on other little adventures and things and stuff. And it's a uh, it's a little inconsistent, um, but I, I think uh, the story is interesting enough. Uh, like I, I'm I'm in, I'm curious like where it's going to go. Did it they ends order on a cliffhanger. More than one se- uh, season already. I hope so because it ends like on a cliffhanger. Mm. So no. Yeah, it's gonna be like Woody's Roundup. We won't know, you know the end. You know that's the bummer with Netflix. They do it all the time. A lot of their shows because they order them in like lumps. Yeah, the season will end with a cliffhanger, and then they, no more seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on Joe McHale. <sighs> I know that cliffhanger for Joe McHale show <laughs> yeah. just kills me every time. I know. How, how's it gonna end? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Is he dead? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, my favorite joke might be uh, there's an episode where uh, Bean is short for Tia Beanie, Princess Tia Beanie, Bean. Uh, her daddy kicks her out of the the kingdom, and she has to go find like a uh, job. So she's doing all these different jobs, trying to figure out which which she's good at. And one of them is 
the camera zoomed in. She's like cutting meat. She's like, wow, I'm really good at being a butcher. And then it zooms out and it's a pet shop. <laughs> <laughs> and the pet shop owner's like, this is a pet store. Oh, um, that's really good. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Um, yeah, so that's it's interesting. I'm in, in, interested, to see, interested to see more. Cool. Um, now I want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, then uh, I also got to watch uh, a documentary called Love Gilda about Gilda Radner. Mm-hmm. Um, was... The Three Identical Strangers also a CNN Films documentary. Uh, yes, yes, it was. So did, so is RGB. Yeah, yep. Um, They're having a good year, it seems like. See, so yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know a lot about her other than like Saturday Night Live stuff, and then Gene uh, Wilder's wife. I mean, Gene Wilder's wife. So, but uh, I guess I, I wish there was more than like a lot of it is just uh, like family home photos and video. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really don't. They keep showing clips of like comedy bits she did, but they're always truncated, so mm-hmm. they're mostly punchlines. And I'm like, well, it's not as funny because I don't have the context of what she was doing. How long is it? I think about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it it was interesting to yeah see her background and where she came from. Um, I think the the. Can I, I would make the assumption is that the movie treats it as if though you already know all about this woman's comedy and now it's like more about her personal side. True. Yeah. There, there's less time for that. Um, mm, okay. Maybe that's why you're not getting it. Yeah. The, get, getting the things that – because I agree you probably should have more of her comedy nowadays to provide context because I don't know how many people remember SNL yeah. from back in that day. Yeah. So um, Unless yeah. you're geeks like us. I think if you, you – yeah, you grew up watching – her stuff when she was alive, then you, this is probably more your speed. See, she was confusing the word violence for violins. <laughs> That's the context. <laughs> she thought they were talking about violins. Uh, but uh, other than the, <laughs> um, you know, family video, like in personal clip, the, the whole thing kind of is like built around her biography that she wrote right before she died. Mm-hmm. Um, so periodically, Modern comedians like Amy Poehler and Bill Hader are reading from the diary. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. that's a cool um, idea! And they're like laughing at her stuff. So she's, you know, a lot of the the documentary is presented as her journal, and mm-hmm. so and you actually hear her voice saying stuff from the book because mm-hmm. I guess they have audio tapes of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of it really moves along. Like, um, and there's not there's not a single period that they spend too much time on. So. There's just like a little bit of everything through her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, her life was short, so there's not a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. I just realized that like, if it's if it wasn't today, then it's a couple of days ago was the anniversary of Gene Wilder's passing. So Yeah, I didn't know she was involved with Martin Short either. That was oh, surprising, yeah. Yeah. like early on, way before huh. SNL and everything. Yeah. I always forget how old Martin Short there. is because it seems like he doesn't age. Oh, he looks oh, yeah. pretty old in the documentary. <laughs> yeah, well, and also watch the Netflix special he just did with Steve Martin. He he looks he's getting he's, there, get, yeah. he's getting there. Yeah. He doesn't look. Yeah. He still looks kind of like a childish man, but yeah. Um, but no, I mean but he's still not as old as he looks in Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this is something I'd still want to see, even though it's a little bit more reflective rather than like fact based. At least that's what I'm getting from you. Is it seems more like just people reacting to her writing. Uh, I mean, they just, I'm just saying like the other thing they cut away to is people reacting to her writing. Like mm. there's not, okay. there's not a ton of interviews with people who knew, like th- they have like three people that they kind of go back and forth to like, um, someone who was a writer on SNL 
and I think one of her, I th- her, yeah, her brother and her sister. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, or Lauren Michaels is in there too. <laughs> but other than that, um, it's, you know, the mo- like modern comedians mm-hmm. commenting on like Melissa McCarthy, I think is one of them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like acknowledging the diary. They're not like, Oh, well obviously they didn't know Gilda. So right. um, they can't say anything else. Um, but it, you know, with all the people she encountered, I'm surprised there wasn't more like, you know, Bill Murray in there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, Martin Short's probably the other, only other one that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. A- anytime I would watch those old SNL I guess Chevy TV. Chase was in there, now I think about it. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> but every time I would watch those early season DVDs when they did come out with Gilly Renner, my favorite my favorite sketches were always when she would play Barbara Walters and just use that W, that that Elmer Fudd voice for it. In the, it's still funny to me. Yeah. yeah. And she, ha- she hated the fame part. She. Well, I'm sure she did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I saw was uh, Mandy with Zach. Yeah. Cool. So I guess we're kind of doing. Do you want to start? Or... Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> no, did you go really see that. it or did you VOD it? We went to well, see yeah, it. Yeah, we went yeah. to the Alamo for it. Um, Ooh, what, where, revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now that I know it's also made by the Beyond the Black Rainbow yeah. director. Like, the visually, it makes sense. Uh, Story wise, it's really just a straight up revenge film with. Awesome, awesome gore and you know, and murders. a cheddar goblin. I, I haven't seen it, but the cheddar goblins. I'm lots pissed because no traction. one told me there was a cheddar goblins menu at the Alamo. So mm. I totally would have taken advantage of the that. The fuck is a cheddar goblin? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a commercial a, in the it, movie. It, it's, it's a weird oh, okay. like. It's the one thing that moves at a normal pace in the movie. Yeah. So this movie feels like it's four hours long. <laughs> and sorry, Zach, but it felt even longer because you were sniffling like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so a little removed from the movie mm-hmm. um but yeah the whole time just like move on move on from this scene please <laughs> get to the next thing stop hanging on this single shot like i get it move on um uh, quit waiting for the soundtrack to play out just cut here um and yeah it's so it's pretty deliberate the pace then mm-hmm. it's got to be intentionally slow on purpose like mm-hmm. If for like an art film, it makes sense, but just like as someone who's like, I get it, like <laughs> more of this gore, like kill these guys already because I fucking hate them. <laughs> um, just move on. Um, I, I get this trying to create this atmosphere, and it's pretty cool for the most. Like visually, it's stunning. Like yeah, um, and the, yeah, even the titles, it, it kind of. I, I don't think it needs it, but it's actually broken up like an anthology, like mm. a two-part anthology. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but like when they do that, it's, they got these cool, like elaborate, and then there's like animations in it too. Uh, yeah. Which I don't think they're. They're not. I don't think they match the style of the movie. They're certainly not the best part of it. Yeah. To be sure. Uh, huh. I think they're like. It's kind of like with. They feel a student drawn. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Kill Bill where it feels much more cl- in keeping with the style of yeah the, the live action footage. Like it's 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 almost like a '70s album cover come to life, mm-hmm. like the whole movie cinematically, like and then the drawings one. try to emulate that, but it would have been better if they were airbrushed and not just like tune drawn. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't see the end credits with Mandy's drawings, so but there was some in the movie, I guess. Like I don't know, it all did feel like a late '70s, early '80s metal cover. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if you just want to see, 
um, Nicolas Cage get revenge in awesome, violent ways on a bunch of Christian sold uh, extremists. <laughs> sold. And this is your movie. Like that one part where the the it zooms in the forest and the forest is all red, and then like the biker gang is like in there. Like mm-hmm. that's actually. It was the one part of the movie I was like, wow, this is something I haven't seen in a movie. Right. Uh, like, just the way it's presented. Yeah. It's like... It, it, doesn't, it doesn't... It was ab- striking. It doesn't abide by many conventional rules, so... So would you say not see it then? Besides, I don't know if you'll like it or not. Um, you can I don't, think, I don't think you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's way too it. slow. Yeah, it's, I, you'll, you'll, you'll get impatient and turn it off. If you um, VOD it, you can fast forward to the <laughs> gore. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I get it. I hate these people. Like then you can actually do what Brad wanted, which is like, <laughs> yeah, get, so, get some, to the next scene. Someone will do a YouTube smash up for you, and then you can watch that. Well, um, I'll get on VOD maybe. And you also get to see uh, Bruce Wayne's dad's dick. Oh, all right. <laughs> so is well, it the actor mean, from The Dark Knight? Isn't yeah. it? And he's naked. Okay, yeah. I was trying to put it together. I was like, or is this a movie with Bruce Wayne's dad in it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a the. It's part of the Dark Knight trilogy, but it was like <laughs> shelved for years. Or, or that maybe like the part of the cartoon section was like all of a sudden this giant dick shows up and it's like I'm Bruce Wayne's dad's dick. Panos Cosmatos is Christopher Nolan's pseudonym for when he wants to write different types of stories, yes, right? Kind of like Stephen King and that other guy that he pretends to be, who wrote The Running Man. Shut up. Anyway. Um, I so, like it. We've well, trained okay, I mean, Zach I, at this point to tell himself to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no recommend for you. Uh, I recommend it if you're like you're really into artsy, like slow visually. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so, I, I heard movies. it was like a cocaine fueled like murder spree. It is, but it takes forever to get to. <laughs> like, did but you, you know, did you hear slow cocaine, cocaine or heroin? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like for a cocaine-filled spree, it's very slow. Yeah. Um, but like when the murders do happen, they're pretty energetic, and then it's just like mm. it comes off, and you're just like, ugh, walking right. through molasses. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I can use a, one of I mean, there's a chainsaw fight. Free pass. And one of the chainsaws is really, really long. Like insane. Yeah. Uh, what else? People get set on fire. Yeah. Um, the... It's it's again like there, there's enough of the violent factor where I think at the very least you should watch it from a horror perspective because it is almost kind of like a horror action film in a sense just because of how graphic it is but and like unlike a like a John Wick where it's, it's graphic but it's mainly action this Fun. one kind of yeah. like sits in its mm. horror element a little bit more gotcha. Nicolas Cage actually takes time in the movie to forge his own like staff saber from the fires of hell. <laughs> Is there no episode of Forged by Fire in here where like he has to have it tested by a team of judges? Oh no, no, he tested I think on himself. Man. He tests on the people he murders. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's how you, that's how you test a sword. It's pretty good. You don't go to a judge. <laughs> <laughs> um also, the guy there was a there's a guy and Bill Dukes in it too. Um, oh yeah, he and he has an interesting little role in it, but it's only for a second. He's his Q. Yeah, but um, but anyway, um, we're going to what I thought of it then, or and Ryan's leading this thing. Yeah, um, I thought you. Just, I thought you passed it to no, whoever. I know. I just wanted to make sure I didn't know if you had anything else. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I I liked it a lot. 
Um, I thought it was pretty inventive to do a revenge story that way, um, especially since you've got Nicolas Cage um, in your wheelhouse to do this whole movie with and kind of take advantage of those things we've been thinking about Nicolas Cage for for a little while. In terms that of, bathroom scene. <laughs> you know, yeah, his, his, the bathroom scene is probably the most kinetic thing in the movie other than the violence. Which uh-huh. he keeps alcohol in like the toilet paper drawer. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because he's using it to like to to heal, like to what is it? To, well, it's to to disinfect his wounds, and then he's just drinking that thing like a fucking madman, and it's nuts. Um, um, I I mean the the film, yes, it's deliberate. It it's intentionally moving at that pace. I like it. It's almost kind of like an uber violent meditation on revenge on the revenge genre. So it doesn't like unlike where Kill Bill operates on a more kinetic level. This is a much more reflective like sit in this and think about revenge for a second movie um and it also operates as a weird critique about religion but it's that's the least like that's the least vibrant of its uh themes so um but it's still like crazy horror outlandish yeah in, in all the ways that like blue ruin isn't yeah, it's just that it's it's just that you you can't not talk about this in terms of being an artsy fartsy film because that's sure. what it is. Okay. But I think that they're wisely or not wisely, whatever you want to call it, they are selling this as a, a uber violent like heavy action film and it's it is that but it's not what you're going to expect. Um I th- I want to watch it again. I I I think it has like a it I I would be interested to see if I end up talking about it again come the end of the year because I it was that walking out of it it was that impactful more like it it certainly makes an impression um, and Nicolas Cage is great in it if nothing else this is like I'm easily one of the best Nicolas Cage movies in a while but I don't know how much that's saying um, so yeah um, other than that though the I only watched a couple other things um, I watched the Get Smart movie again this morning. Uh, before going to see our movie of the week because it was oh. on Netflix. Uh, and I love the fuck out of that movie. Um, I really do. I saw that a lot in the theater when I was working there. Because yeah. um, like, I remember, well, I mean, it's a Mel Brooks kind of, it's a Mel Brooks thing. So of yeah. course I was going to go see it. I didn't expect to go see it as many times as I did in the theater. And watching it again, like it is really one of the last, at least like it's it's the last kind of Brooksian thing out there because like even though they're not like writing the film, him and Buck Henry, like it feels like a, and moves like a Mel Brooks spy movie. Um, uh, and Carell's great in it. Um, I, and this is also the film that made me think Dwayne Johnson could be a terrific actor. So, oh, yeah. uh, And I love Alan Arkin in that movie. Uh, he's super, super funny in it. Um, like, uh, I haven't seen I, it in a while. I, I love the scene where the, um, he, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and David Koechner are talking about who used the stapler last. And then Dwayne Johnson staples the paper to David Koechner's forehead. And uh, he's like, like, Chief, we have rules. If people don't follow those rules, what are we? And Alan Arkin goes, we aren't people who staple paper to other people's heads. That's CIA crap. <laughs> <laughs> or um, uh, I don't know. Are you thinking, holy shit, holy shit, I almost got impaled by a swordfish? If so, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this shit's, uh, shit's funny. Um, and then I'm continuing my Universal Monster um, Marathon. Um, or like watch list. So um, I watched Dracula's Daughter from 1935. Um, I've seen that one. It's uh, so it's good. I haven't watched it in a while. Um, and I, what I forgot about it is that it is a straight up sequel to the first Dracula, uh, even down to Edward Van Sloan being in it. 
Um, but it's mainly about Madame Zaleska, who's the Dracula's daughter, uh, who's trying to become normal. She thinks that because Dracula's dead, that she's become normal, but she realizes she still has the bloodlust, and so she um, lures in victims. Uh, yes. Strangely, like the thing that got this movie in trouble was that she was luring in women as well as men, and it was all kinds of sexual tension and heat. And then the Hayes Code said no. Because I'm the postmaster general, and I can say whatever I want. This is the plot to Hotel Transylvania, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I okay. Um, and then I also uh, so in that uh, monster, but Dracula's daughter, by the way, uh, it's good. Like I would watch it. It's on that set. It's one of the best looking transfers I've seen so far in terms of like what they were able to save over time. Because like with Dracula, Frankenstein, and even Bride of Frankenstein, like those movies have been played so many times. And elements have probably been lost from those early days that, like, you can't always keep those, like, completely intact. Like, there's always going to be some surface damage. But, like, with Dracula's Daughter, there's very little to none. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks stunning and it's shot beautifully. Um, and then I watched Son of Frankenstein from 1939, um, which has Basil Rathbone as uh, Baron von Frankenstein, Frankenstein's uh, son, um, obviously, in the title. Uh, who comes back to Transylvania um, and tries to uh, uh, live in his father's castle, but then ends up taking up his father's experiment again. Um, Bor- Bella Lugosi plays Yigor, or Yigor, which is spelled Y-G-O-R, not I-G-O-R uh, in the credits. Um, and I think that's probably the best Bella Lugosi performance ever in anything, is him as Igor. Um, even in the ones that are to follow, which are Ghost of Frankenstein and uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, where he actually gets to play the monster. Um, it, but Lugosi's great in this. Like he's, he's unrecognizable obviously. So, um, but I, I mean, and I hadn't watched it for years. So like my Lugosi is always going to be Dracula, but he's really good as Igor hands down. Um, and really good at gardening too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's an Ed Wood. Anybody? Anybody? That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Too constricted. I can't even fold my arms. Um, uh, but yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty beautifully shot. And then the Inspector Kemp character, or the um, like that that kind of like what we now know from uh, uh, Young Frankenstein as the wood the the wood armed doctor and whatnot. There's a real I, I forgot I always forget because I confuse it with Young Frankenstein. But his story is really tragic because when he was a young boy, his arm was ripped off by the monster, and so like he was trying to be a soldier, and now he can only be a lowly inspector in this small little village. So his character is all kinds of built up, and he's playing a master detective. It's 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 a fun Frankenstein movie. It's not the best because there's plenty of plot hole and loop uh, plot hole problems and stuff that doesn't mash up well with the uh, Bride of Frankenstein, especially that the monster doesn't speak anymore because Karloff was just like, I don't think the monster should speak anymore. Um, but anyway, Son of Frankenstein. Uh, I'd check it out. If nothing else, to watch Boris uh, Karloff play that monster one more time because then after that, it's all on Glenn Strange, Lon Chaney Jr., and then at, at one point, Bella Lugosi to do it. So, um, And Lugosi's is... The worst spoiler word. He, he, him playing the monster does not work, but he's the one we imitate the most because he's the one who does his arms outstretched. Mm. Because in the plot of the movie he's in, then the movie before it, Frankenstein's monster turns blind. And so Lugosi thought, well, I need to play it blind for this one. And no one told him that the script didn't matter. So, <laughs> um, again, poor Bella Lugosi. Great man. 
Help me, Eddie. Um, and then, other than that, I was sif- sorry. I hit that microphone. Um, I was watching a bunch of the special features on Casablanca, the Blu-ray that I own. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great. I I love Casablanca, so I'm probably gonna watch the movie itself sometime this weekend because that movie's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard; it's one of the best movies it ever is. made. I'd say it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, and oh. One last thing, um, I uh, I was I finished reading a book on Casablanca, so it's not really a movie, but it's a um, book on the whole making of it, and I always am amazed that I find out new information about that film every time, and this one was I did not realize there are actual studio internal studio memos uh, that are listed in this book where they say we want a sequel to Casablanca, and they got a writer on it, and they started to flesh out ideas on how to do it, and I my mind. When I heard that information on the Audible version that I have of it when I was like frequenting between the two, my mind exploded into a sea of ideas. So I, I and I was just like, "What is Casablanca two look like?" And my first <laughs> thought is, Boogaloo. "You know what my thought? No, my first Cruise thought. Is, no, no, <laughs> Casablanca two, Sam's Revenge. Rick and Louie walk off, and then they're both spoilers. Gunned, and then they're, and they're and they're both gunned down mercilessly by the Nazis, and Sam." can't take it so he goes on a Django Unchained style revenge plot because he so, keeps a Tommy you know, gun you know what piano. it is it's Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards combined into one like big Ooh. mashup I'm thinking Desperado because I think I think he should keep guns in his piano and then he pushes the piano <laughs> everywhere he goes yeah uh, like it's Desperado. like a machine gun <laughs> yeah um, and well he cannot... no he keeps machine he keeps machine guns in it but then at the end he reveals that there's a bomb in the piano that then he can activate to blow up all the bad guys yeah, yeah. and you know it, it, right before he kills someone he can say you must remember this a bullet is still a bullet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, starring Christoph Waltz as uh, no. Conrad Veidt's brother no. who seeks revenge. No. Yes, please. Someone get Christoph Waltz into Casablanca too. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yes, it will. Cool. <laughs> okay, is that it? And have Seth Rogen play Sidney Greenstreet's character from the first movie because he didn't die in Casablanca so we can bring him back. But Seth Rogen gets to play him this time because we can't, we can't dig Greenstreet back up from the dead as far as I know. These are the ideas that go in my head when I'm at work, guys. <laughs> and I wish just, you could. All, I, I wish you could all come inside my mind for a day to just grind the podcast to a halt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where someone make a poster for Sam's Revenge? <laughs> That's all I watch. Wait, aren't you a filmmaker? You make it, bitch. Yeah, but I'm not as talented no, an artist. No. Like Brad wants some money. <laughs> James? I do, but uh, not for your project. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. I'm still watching through Godless. Um, I rewatched Rush this week. Um, no. Is that about nothing. a rivalry? It is. It's nice. a great film. How are you liking Godless? Uh, I like it so far. It's pretty good. Nice. Um, the CG like needed another pass, but other than that, like I, I can't, you know, that's, a, that's okay. Somehow it's a deep rising CG. It's a good, no. <laughs> Uh, did you get that Blu-ray? I did. I haven't mentioned that I watched that, have I? Oh, man. I'll talk I about need to, it. I need to order that. I don't know why, but I just need it's to. It's only like 12 bucks, and it has yeah. tons of special features, like tons. I'm not going to watch those. No, I probably You should. They're fun. I think they'd be good. Yeah. That movie's, oh, man, I want to watch Deep Rising so bad. And watch, uh, watching Deep Rising, Stephen Summers casts a lot of the same dudes in his movies. Oh, uh, yeah. They'll all be in what, what, whatever, what's he doing? He He's saving some projects. Yeah, he, he's he's so in demand. Oh that, no, no, that was Brian Singer. Brian Singer's name was the one that popped up this week. Yeah, yeah. no, Stephen Summers. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I don't really have anything. 
Uh, lots of Spider-Man, some Godless. Yep. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched too much either. I watched uh, Deadpool, the super duper cut, too. Uh, I bought uh, that. I need to watch it's, it. Uh, the best part is there's a part at the end where... So they're, they're, it's basically the same movie, but there's a little like PSs added on to every scene. Um, and some of the dialogue's different. Uh, one that I caught... I don't remember if it's in the theatrical cut, uh, where he's riding around on Professor X's wheelchair. Still think it's funny. And he said, uh, man, there's lots of old dudes in the pictures. Is this Calissa Flockhart's home? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, uh, I also, uh, at the end, he mentions that why doesn't Cable do something you know, important like go back and kill Hitler when he was a baby? Mm-hmm. And then there's a new tag scene where Deadpool is in a nursery trying to debate on if it's worth it killing a baby. <laughs> and it's Hitler. And it's really funny. And then at the post credits, after all the credits, there's another scene with him debating if he's going to kill hitler baby um <laughs> that's pretty, pretty great I, I think he has the gun pointed at it for like yeah. one of the scene stars and he's just yeah like, oh, oh what do i do <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> so hard yeah he's so hard and then he talks and then at the end he says well i won't kill you but cable will he likes to kill kids <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty funny it's um it, it's still a fun film not quite as fun as the first one but uh you know anytime x-force is involved um I laugh really hard when Peter dies every time because he gets spit on by the dude spits acid. <laughs> and um, just dialogue from Shatterstar is really funny because he's he's supposed to be, I think, he I think he's supposed to be Rob Liefeld where he's, I'm the best at everything. And, um, yeah, and there's, a, you know, the funny scene where he's about to fly into the helicopter and the reason he can't see is because his stupid hair is in his way. Yeah, eat it, buddy. Um so it was fun. Um, I watched The Quick and the Dead on 4K. I haven't seen Ooh. The Quick and, and the Dead in a long time. And I forgot how much fun that movie is. Yeah. You talk about a movie that's two hours long but moves really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's fun seeing – because I haven't seen it in so long. I forgot how many little Sam Raimi trademarks are throughout the film. And I didn't know if it translate well to a Western. But, man, it's pretty great. The first uh, – so The Quick and the Dead is star Sharon Stone. And she goes into town that's run by – man uh gene hackman and um so he's like the mayor and he takes 50 percent of everybody's earnings and they have a like a gunfight every year Mm -hmm. and this year they can win like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's a lot of money in the 1800s i don't know where he got it all from but probably buy the entire united states with that money (laughs) (laughs) and uh so hackman of course what i love about westerns is they always have this theme of someone coming back for revenge and Sharon Stone's character is coming back to the town because her dad used to be the marshal and Gene Hackman murdered him or did he? And, um, and so she goes back to get into this gun duel contest and Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, so the opening, uh, like gunfight is a lot of, uh, from like evil dead Two, where Sam Raimi will, uh, focus on somebody then pull in really fast and turn the camera sideways. So it cuts from each participant in the gunfight to the clock it's really awesome. And then he does like a shot where a dude gets his head blown off and the camera like goes through his head. Um, and it's like a perfect circle. <laughs> Just lots of crazy stuff. And then Gary Sinise is in it, has a really minor role. And it is kind of shocking when you find out what happened to his character. Um, uh, he, lost his legs, right? Yes. <laughs> um, he plays uh, Sharon Stone's dad. And um, so, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, it's a fun movie. And in fact, I, I liked it a lot more watching it now because I haven't seen it in so long. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, Ultra HD too, like this, the menus are really awesome. It's like drawn pictures of each character. So every time you switch over, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a 
uh, Ultra HD menu, they're it's basically just like a huge picture of something, the poster or whatever, and you just push play. Mm-hmm. Or if you hit left or right, it goes to scenes or down. Very rare have special features. But this one has seven deleted scenes on it that I've never seen before. Oh, wow. And it's really cool, too. So when you go to seven deleted scenes, each scene takes up your whole screen, and it's like a screenshot of each deleted scene. Hmm. And so they take their time on the menus. are really nice. Um, cool. But the movie looks great, too. Sony does a great job on the Ultra HDs. Um, so, yeah, check it out. I think you get it for, like, twelve ninety nine. Um and it's better than getting the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray doesn't come with any special features. And this has the trailer and the deleted scenes. Um, <laughs> is that funny, buddy? Uh, I also watched Hollow Man for the first time in pff, oh wow, 15 years. No, I've seen it outside of the You theater. just wanted to watch a monkey die, didn't you? That's all you, or yes. gorilla. You, that's all you wanted to do. I was watching it when uh, Laura came home last night. She's like, I hate this movie. And I said, why? Because he kills a dog in it. And I forgot. He does <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally yes, brutally yeah. kill a dog. Yeah. And you see lots of Kevin Bacon. She dick. wasn't offended by the brutality of the women in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, no, yeah. no yeah. It's, it's a mean fucking movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't is. know. She hasn't seen it in a while, so I don't know if she really remembers um, everything from it. But, I mean, I did She remembers the dog. I remember uh, the last time I saw it, I was trying to be like, well, maybe this is like, I guess, the best Invisible Man movie we've gotten in recent years. And, and then after I rewatched it, I was like, no, no, it isn't even close. No, it's, <laughs> um, but yeah. it is watch. Um, yeah, it is pretty, it's a pretty brutal, pretty brutal movie. It's, it, it's, it's Verhoeven who um, is he, always extreme, but he's unapologetic in that movie. Yeah. Um, like it, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I guess in a way it's just as like extreme as any Invisible Man movie has been for any era it's been in, but I just don't really care for it. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where you you have Xfinity and you're just like mm-hmm. whatever, <laughs> and it goes by fast. And I mean, it's yeah, it's really violent, um, especially towards women. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not as violent as like RoboCop, so I guess there's. It has that. And uh, the last thing I watched was um, me and Kellen went and saw a house with clock in the walls. Um, and yeah, it's like a kid's Halloween movie. Uh, Jack Black's in it. Kate Blanchett. They're Halloween. Kate... Halloween TM the movie or Halloween the holiday. <laughs> the holiday. <laughs> OK. All right. Um, it's 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 like Hocus Pocus where it's. Okay, all right, I'm, in, I'm on board. Yeah, so great. It's, I love Hocus um, Pocus. It stars this, uh, this little boy's in it, and his parents died in an accident. So he goes to live with his kooky Uncle Jonathan, and Uncle Jonathan is a warlock, and um, there's a mystery well, with does, the house. Does, does Uncle Jonathan make any funny, wacky sounds? Uh, no, he doesn't. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I thought for sure, like, if it's Jack Black, he's, you know. Yeah, no, he's actually kid part pretty, warlock? Uh, he's pretty low-key in the movie, actually. Um, yeah, so he plays, yeah, he plays the warlock and he plays it pretty low key uh-huh. and, and Kate Blanchett's in it and she's a witch and she's, uh, loves the color purple. Um, and she's, they're really funny in the it movie? because, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she watches the color purple a lot. No, uh, she, she, she really, likes, she really no, relates to it. No, I hear everything Kate she Blanchett. has is purple. No, she's uh, oh, okay. uh, not, uh, the movie's good. I want to uh, hear Kate Blanchett <laughs> talk about the color purple, the movie. But, uh, <laughs> they have these really funny lines, her and. Jack Black constantly make fun of each other throughout mm-hmm. the film. Yeah. And they'll, she'll walk by and say, uh, you get that done? He's, he's, uh, just an example. I don't remember. And she said, yeah, kind of. Oh, hurry up, you old oaf. And it's just like really funny, goofy um, 
humor. They have like a couple potty humor stuff that's whatever. Potty humor. Yeah. Um, anyways, Lewis once finds out he's a warlock. He wants to become a magician too. And it is an Eli Roth movie, so it is Eli potty, Roth. So it is potty. So there would be potty humor. Um, but he does pretty well in it. I mean, it moves really fast. Uh, Kellen really liked when the jack o' lanterns came to life, and they have to fight them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some pretty like the ending is pretty scary. So. Uh, make sure that if you take a child, they can handle it. Sure. Um, with dolls coming to life and uh, spoiler stuff. So I so. shouldn't go see it. You should not. Okay. All right. I, I, um, I'm curious about it. I want to go yeah, see it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's fun. I want to do it in IMAX so I can also watch Thriller in IMAX. Yeah, it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so now you cool. like an Eli Roth movie. <laughs> I, have, I have lots of Eli Roth movies. Yeah. I like Green Inferno. Um, but yeah, that's why I watched this week. Dope. Sweet. Uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, th- three of us? Did you go see it, Brad? Uh, two oh, of us went and saw A Simple Favor. Uh, Zach and James, man, should people sucks. see A Simple Favor? Uh, James, should okay. people go see A Simple Favor? <laughs> um, hell yeah. Like, straight up. Uh, this is some of the most fun I've had all year. Um, it is a it is a trash story told and acted so well that I think it's so it's fantastically fun. And I th- this is like... When everybody else talks about Gone Girl, I watch this and go like, "Oh no, this is way better than that." Mm-hmm. Like because this movie's fun. Um, yeah, it's a it's a perfect balance, I and mean, we'll talk about it more. So, Zach, should people go see A Simple Favor? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I like that Paul Feig took a genre that I adamantly don't like necessarily love, where uh, where it's just like this the trashy mystery and like made it fun. And I don't know if the original book that this is based on is, uh, as clever as this film, but it doesn't seem like it. Cause this seems like it's got the Paul Feig touch and he directed the hell out of this flick and, uh, lively and Kendrick are on their a game. And even the guy who plays the husband's really fucking solid in it. Um, it's, it's a pretty fucking spectacular flick. And, uh, the more I think about it, the more I want to go see it again, and that means we might be talking about it all throughout the rest of the year. So, I, here before we play the trailer, I would say like we should f- try to. We're gonna have to talk about this in a as much non spoiler way as we can because it's obviously really hard to do that. I think you'll um, both will like it, and I but, don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just you know, I, I'd say if you're gonna go see the movie, you can probably still listen. But if you're like already convinced, yeah, just go now and know nothing going in. I literally two days before seeing the movie thought it was a comedy, mm-hmm. and then like watched the trailer and went, oh, this was this looks really good. Yeah, um, I didn't. I I think I saw. So, I think. Other, other than seeing the trailer once, sorry, Zach. Other than no, seeing no. the trailer once, I knew nothing going in, and I thought that was great. So, we, um, we saw one trailer for it like two months ago that was like just a bunch of text and no no footage at all whatsoever, so I've I had no idea ne- what this I've was. I've never seen a trailer for this. Great. Well, you're about to listen to one. A few weeks ago, I met Emily, this wonderful, elegant person. Our sons brought us together, actually. Come here, little dude. Can we and Miles have a play date today? Your drink? Does your kid drink? Really? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. <laughs> Want to trade confessions? No, no. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She is an enigma, my wife. You can get closer. You can never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Erase it. I guess I'm probably not the kind of person you're normally friends with. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, 
I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I, I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. Five days ago, Emily went missing. I'll warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're gonna find something that is terrifying. She was not a normal person like you or me. I've never seen such a beautiful girl want to be so invisible. I smell her, Sean. I smell her perfume like a ghost. Yeah, it's just you being paranoid. I saw my mom. She told me to say hi to Stephanie. Are you aware that he took out an extra four million dollar life insurance policy on Emily before she disappeared? People do terrible things for their own reasons. They thought you knew more than you were letting on. I want to know your secret. There you go, Ryan. Um, so the premise that I can tell you is that basically you meet you meet Anna Kendrick and she's this uh, adorable vlogger. She's adorable. Yes. And and first off, it is the casting that wins this movie. Everyone in this movie is so good. And then he so he's taking a movie that is this unbelievable, silly, up its own ass. Like full cr- of twists. crime, crime thriller. The way that something like Gone Girl is Gone Girl, girl, but, girl but, on the train, blah yeah. blah blah, whatever. But he know. takes it, adds this sort of veneer of just like not lightheartedness, but by casting all these people in it and letting them just be a fun time. It's like if Gone Girl instead of Ben Affleck, you cast John Krasinski. And he got to sort of wink at the screen every now and then. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, this is so fun!" That's a great like, way to it's describe such a it. great, enjoyable movie. And yes, there's this mystery and there's all this stuff going on, and and you know, Anna Kendrick is trying to solve what this whole thing and figure out like, is you know, is something bad going to happen to her, or what's going to you know, what happens to these people that she's met, right? But at the same time, like. You have these adorable scenes, and she gets to react and have fun, and like you know, uh, give these little you know these little one-liners that are genuinely funny um, in a movie that otherwise would have been like dark and serious, and everything is gray. Um, and and the other great Paul Feig thing about it is the way that everything looks. Like mm-hmm. all the costumes are spectacular. It's a very everything is that that sort of you know neo 50s style it's it's elegant i wouldn't even yeah. i wouldn't even like tag a tag a decade into it it's just elegant yeah um and he infuses just enough comedy every now and then that you get to just i mean it feels like a melodrama to a degree yeah like it's not it's not even so much like you can't really tag this into a thriller or suspense category it's like a melodrama from like a, an interesting drawing room mystery to a degree yeah. but with obviously a different sense of fashion and taste like it's I, I don't I don't know like just there's a, there's an element to it that makes it feel like a classic spin on what I've considered trash romance uh the the trash romance properties that we've seen like over the past 10 12 years whether that's through a twilight or a 50 shades or mm-hmm. um anything that's kind of like split off from that 
Um, it takes those types of characters or those types of archetypes and really like amps them up to a to a ridiculous degree, but never loses respect for that. Like it 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 takes itself very seriously while making fun of it. Like it never disrespects yeah. the the genre it's doing. It no. knows exactly what genre it's in and it sticks to its rules, but it's not afraid to give a slight wink and a nod just enough to make this super entertaining. Yeah, it's one where, like, I walked out of... I was in the bathroom afterwards, and I thought, like, in all the ways that, you know, when I walked out of Gone Girl, I thought, like, okay, I don't believe this, and this doesn't make sense, and whatever. I walk out of this one and go, like, why would it have to? Like, what? Come on. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm watching a silly movie where at some point they're going to reveal some backstory that they didn't tell you and, like, whatever, but they do it in a way that you're... Like, and even when it gets violent, when it gets scary, when it gets creepy, when the thriller elements are there, they're done really well. It, like, you, you really are like, wait, you know... So, we'll back up because, you know, yeah. what is the movie? Not that I can tell you too much, um, because even the Letterboxd, review, like, uh, synopsis is bizarrely short um that basically you you meet anna kendrick she's this um widowed mother she has a son her son is good friends with this other boy at school um whose mom is like barely around and she finally meets her and it's blake lively and she's like uh anna kendrick's character is very buttoned up has like a has like a mommy vlog you know is is trying to really be her best um, and is this very like cookie cutter sort of mom, right? Where nobody swears and all that. And she meets Aunt Blake Lively, and Blake Lively starts like she is the opposite of that, and starts like kind of breaking some of those rules. One of my favorite things is very early on, like Anna Kendrick apologizes all the time for things that she says or does or whatever, and Blake's like, "Stop it! Don't ever apologize for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to hear you apologize." And so you get really quickly they become fast friends because. Like, you actually see through these good conversations with each other. I mean, shit, you want to talk to, talk about Bechdel tests. Like, this isn't just two women not talking about men. This is like you're actually watching them form this really believable relationship and they become fast friends. And, and even when they do talk about men, it's, 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 it's never, it never feels insulting. Yeah, it's actually always like, I don't want to say it's from a position of power because I think Anna Kendrick's story isn't. Mm. But like... They they're they're talking about their past and they're owning that in a way that you know yeah, it's, it's not it's more about like self realization on yeah. the mistakes of the issues or whatever or just whatever they want to move on from and 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 what what what's what I mean another thing that's amazing on top of that with within that respect is just like I I I miss seeing fun detectives on screen yeah and this isn't really a spoiler but. Kendrick's character is a character that I would like to see come aground again at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if Paul Feig handles it or if uh, the author handles it, but like I loved that character, especially mm-hmm. in the in the like middle to later half of the film because it, her her story becomes super super fun. Yeah, like it, this this film does a good job of the of like putting a lot of different things together and making them work. It's a really good balancing act. It's it's almost like Paul Feig is holding each actor on his hands and then walking a tightrope and trying to balance everything perfectly. And it's beautifully done. Um, yeah. And it's honestly like it's the best looking Paul Feig movie I've seen because it's like shot yeah. cinematically. It's not shot like a comedy. Yeah. Um, a Ghostbusters doesn't count obviously because you do have to shoot that like a sci-fi, but like it's just, there's yeah. something different. Like it's, 
not to take anything away from that. You know what I mean? So you meet these characters, they become really good friends. And those are maybe my favorite scenes in the movie are just the two of them sitting on a couch and talking. And then Blake Lively's character disappears. And that's the mystery. And you got to figure out what happened to her, right? Right. And Did she go surfing? So I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I also bought that movie recently. Yeah. Um, that's a fun movie. Yeah. That would be good. Did she meet a guy I'm gonna tell myself it's all the same character. <laughs> so the um you know, the mystery that they go down is it's very much in that same genre. The, the, yeah. When the, you find out what's going on, there's a lot of back and forth and weaving and like they're gonna reveal things and then reveal something else. And the way he handles it is good enough. I, I would say it's even better than good enough. It's fun. And so you, as you're learning this stuff, like if you sit back and think about the story you just watch, you're gonna be like that's stupid. But that's true of all those films. Yeah. Those, so in this the, case, it's just like, oh, that is really fun. Like, the, you just enjoy yourself. The twists the, the, the twists in the story themselves aren't so much clever as the way they're being handled and presented. Yeah. This is a, this is like, this is less the writer's movie. This is the, this is a great movie to show about how a director takes over the material. And, cause I don't know, again, don't know what the book is, and I haven't read the script, but, it's very clear that the director's working here. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I think because of the way they cast it, there are moments where things that, you know, if you'd taken them seriously and a, a regular actor had just, like, said it like a real thing, mm -hmm. you'd be like, that's f stupid. Like, that lands, that would have just flopped. But in this case, when you have, like, these the comedic chops of the people here, when they say it, they can put this spin on it that just lets it not matter. Like they can say a thing out loud and you go like, Oh cool. Okay, great. They, you know, like they, they set themselves up for the established fact of like, look, these, these are much more realistic than those particular plots. And I like gone girl by Fincher, but even I will admit like that, that movie is like among the weakest in his filmography of late because it's just, at the end of the day, it's 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 kind of like a it's it's a, it's a trashy airport novel to a degree. Yeah. Um, like, and no matter is, how beautifully this, shot, this it's I'm done. sure is a worse novel and a worse story in general. But, but like, but it's it's because it's it, so much fun because it's allowed to go the places it needs to go. Whereas like a Gone Girl takes itself very very seriously. Yeah. And like, and I think that's the issue with a story like that. Whereas this movie just straight up like allows itself to be as ridiculous as it can be while still maintaining sanity. I will I will also say which this is, you know, bordering on spoilers, but I will say one of my favorite moments there is a 50 shades of gray music cue in this film. Oh god. Um where like cool modern pop music plays during a like when the scene cuts to people having sex and like that over-the-top cinematic sex, and like he's very obviously doing that shot, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's the one time that I think he winks at the audience a little bit, but the rest of the time it's just a good, you know, it's so charming it, and wonderful. It's almost like he recognizes, like, look, I know what the, I know what my main audience is going to be for this type of movie, and yeah. so I'm going to, like, I'll throw you this little bone, but it's gonna we're going to make fun of you a little bit and kind of like, yeah, it's just like I feel like this is like one of those... It, it's super accessible to anyone who who wants a who wants to see an interesting flick done about an otherwise dubious um, genre. Yeah, so. it it's one of the most easily recommendable films. Oh I've god, seen it's, I, I I my sister. I I normally I I love my sister to death, but I don't think she has the best taste in flicks. I'm telling you, you said it. And tell I, and, no, that's fine. I'll tell her. 
But then, like, uh, but she recommended this to me last week, and she said, you'll love it. And I was like, okay. And then I walked out going, like, she was right. I did love that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, I kept on thinking my son was saying, uh, that's a piss on, but he's saying this is a piston. See, that's how smart he is. Oh, pistons, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, uh, that's a simple favor. People if, he, see if he was saying piss on, he would have said it in a British accent. This is a um, piss on. Next week, I don't even know. Oh. What, what Wait, you, is next say? week Venom? No, no two it's weeks the following week. Oh, okay. There's... Literally nothing coming out next you know, week except shit. They're making a Venom movie. Ryan. I know. I cannot believe that movie is actually dropping. I cannot. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't have to see movies that are coming out. We can see movies that are in theaters right now. That's I, true. I know. That's what I'm saying. You can pick one. Then you don't have to get snarky. I'll get snarky. You don't have to get snarky. Uh, you gotta. Uh, what do you do about pick it? A movie. What have What have we missed that we'd like to go see? I don't know. That's the thing. My mom texted me the other day, like, "Hey, what's in theaters that we should go see?" And I was like, uh, "Nothing." I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now I wish I said a simple favor. Fantastic but... Fest, whatever is coming out there. Um, I'm gonna try and see Assassination Nation at some point this week. <sighs> yeah, I could. I could see Assassination <laughs> Nation. Uh, you guys could see Mandy. <laughs> yeah. White Boy Rick. I could see White Boy Rick. Um. We could do a second review of The Predator. See how we feel about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is like the last lull week though. I was like looking yeah, ahead because yeah, everything else is pretty solid. Yeah, once there. Venom hits, man, it's all uphill oh, from there. Next week's Night School. <laughs> oh, Kevin, I would see Night. Yeah, I would see Night Tiffany School. Haddish. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I love Tiffany Haddish. She's funny. I think that trailer looks really good, even though I don't really love Kevin Hart, especially if he's the Wait, lead. But you're not gonna go for Kevin Hart. You'd be going for Tiffany Haddish because she's amazing. Yeah, I'd be. Oh, I'd be going because I think the script looks like it might be good. Okay. Like, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, that... I think it's really funny when they're like in an octagon, and she's saying, "Wait, what's uh, what's the date of this? What's the and square he, root of eighty-one? And he know, and then he gets punched. <laughs> no, but I, I like the line, "What is water made of?" And he says, <laughs> he rain. says rain." <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. No, no, no. So she beats him up because he doesn't know, but she's a girl. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. There's I'll a movie that. called Blood Lake. It's <laughs> Fantastic Fest. Ooh. Blood Lake. I'll see whatever. I think, I think like... We'll figure it out. Because, Brad, you've seen Hellfest, right? <laughs> I saw Bloodfest. Bloodfest. <laughs> Hell, oh, is Hellfest the... Hellfest is next week, I think. That's the, the one that looks like super generic and yet super insane? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, we can see that one. I thought you saw... I already saw that one said it was garbage. I... I, I no, well... No, there's a movie called Bloodfest. And, so, and there's Bloodfest and, and Hellfest. Hellfest. Yeah. Oh. I'm down for Hellfest. I just... I don't know where it's going to be playing. <laughs> it didn't look like it. No, I think it's nationwide release. You can okay. look at Box Office Mojo. Cool beans. That's why I didn't say that one, because I thought that's the one Brad was talking about. I mean, there is the film explosion option, because after this week, it's uh, freaking um, like new release after new release. Yep. Yeah. Through October? Yeah. I think I don't yeah. think there's any dead So October is uh it's Venom, then it's First Man and what comes there's something else that comes out the same week as First Man that yeah. looks good. Um and then after that is Halloween. Then Halloween. And then uh is it Goosebumps 2? Haunted Halloween? No. It's something else. I forget. I can't remember. Beautiful boy. See yeah, I, I do want to see Beautiful I Boy. I, I think, I I think Welcome to Marwin's actually after Halloween. Oh, oh Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, Bad Times yeah, at the, the El Royale. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to see that. Um. Yeah, and then Halloween, which even I would see. Yep. Um. I really want to see mid nineties. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh. Oh. 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 And then of course you um finish off October with uh, Johnny English. Strikes again. <laughs> there you That's go, Brad. 
Do you want to do you want to make us all go see Johnny English? Not really. I made you guys <laughs> go see Twilight. Um, yeah. I'm glad I missed that period of time. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We always yeah, do. we'll figure it out. And then the week after that, the Nutcracker mm. and Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's fine. And Nobody's Fool, the new yeah. Tyler Perry joint. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told him that Nobody's Fool already is a movie with with uh It's with Jason Lee, right? Uh no, Nobody's Fool stars Paul Newman. What uh, yeah, that is. What's the one with the one thing of Jason Lee? Uh, uh I'm a fool. <laughs> kissing a fool? My mm. name is Earl. There it is. Kissing, See, a, fool. kissing a, a fool. I eventually did it. My, my name is Fool. <laughs> 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 that was really good. Oh, man. Wait, maybe that's David Schwimmer. May, They're all the same. You know, Jason. Oh my God, they should play late, twins in a movie. Late nineties <laughs> with a fool. Jason Lee and David Schwimmer are twins. There's yep. a there's a week where we have to choose between The Grinch and Overlord. I wonder how we'll do. Actually, that's the same week as. Over, but Overlord seems like one you'd want to watch because it's. I, I the, the joke was oh, that I okay. would obviously rather see Overlord than the than the Scott minions Mosher people. Directed. Yeah, Scott Grinch Mosher Grinch directed The Grinch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it okay. anyway. <laughs> no, I, there's a trailer for it before uh, our film in is. I like when nope. uh, I don't know which if it's uh, I think it's Illumination. I like it when Illumination does the Doctor Seuss stuff. So what? Who Joe get it? No, I just so last week I loaded up on Unbroke. Uh, we're talking about the uh, <laughs> fantasy film league, uh, fantasy movie league right now. So last week it's like, oh, those God movies always come out and like I. <laughs> don't acknowledge yeah. them and then they blow up and the yeah. last week so i load up my whole lineup with it and it didn't perform <laughs> and this week um it's like clock on the walls and unbroken like mm. unbroken is the best performer and of course i didn't put that in at all i don't think i did either so yeah i, I beat joe last that, week though that's always a plus is unbroken a god movie isn't that wasn't that the angelina jolie book or faith movie, movie or whatever yeah um yeah it's, it's it's actually yeah a sequel to that angelina jolie one Oh, is is it? It's faith based, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's actually related to the Angelina Jolie movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. but it's this actually one a sequel. is more, What? <laughs> Might be a yeah. Y'all are lying. It, it covers the it covers the same I topic. That. I just don't think it's sanctioned by the the Angelina Jolie. Did you, did you guys Jolie see the, the Trump prophecy trailer? What? What? It's what? like uh, it was on birth death uh, birth, birth movies, movies death. death, and they said I they said who the hell made this? And it's about this guy who's lost his like faith. And that voting for Donald Trump restored his faith. I'm not even joking. His search faith in the tr- what? search the Trump prophecy. You can have faith in a lot of things. Yep. So you're <laughs> you're only three hundred thousand behind Joe so far. He was like he's still holding on since the '90s. He's like all I ever wanted was to impeach a president, and I never got my chance. Well, technically you did, but you know what I mean. Like make it stick. I really wanted to recall a president. Now he's got a chance again. Let's see if he has his faith back. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. 
Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.